Welcome to WP Contribute, shining the spotlight on the people behind WordPress, people like you. I'm your host, Christina Workman, and now let's meet today's guest. Welcome to WP Contribute. Today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Miriam Goldman. Miriam works for Canopy Studios as a WordPress engineer. Outside of her coding life, she's heavily involved in the WordPress community team, lead organizer for WordCamp Ottawa 2020, co-organizer of the Ottawa WordPress Meetup, and is the team lead for the Train the Trainers sub-team of the Diverse Speaker Training Group, hashtag WPDiversity. She also speaks at various WordCamps across North America. Not being content to just that, she's also a third-degree black belt in karate, a competitive ballroom dancer, and a clarinet player in a local community band. And she's working on how to do all three at the same time. Welcome, Miriam. Thanks for having me. So how's that going, working on all three at the same time? I think I've got the clarinet playing and the dancing going down pretty well, but the karate is, and maybe the karate and the dancing, but I haven't incorporated all three yet. So <laughs> You'll need like a karate you. dance kind of... My teacher and I are working on that for next year. We're trying to incorporate karate into one of my uh, dances. So That's really cool. <laughs> now, how do you do all that stuff with a WordPress twist? That'll be the ultimate challenge. Get them to dress up as a wapu. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Could you imagine the, the wapu mascot dancing around? Well, I saw the videos from uh, WordCamp US, and I saw the big Wapoo who was there. So, and I saw uh, Raquel Lanford got a run by. Oh, right. So, yes, got to work on that at WordCamp US this year. I had the honor of having my picture taken just standing with the WordPress or the Wapoo mascot, and it is very big. I can round around the middle. <laughs> and for anybody who hasn't seen any of those pictures, if you go to the WordCamp US Twitter feed and website, I'm sure there's pictures there of the Wapu mascot. First time in North America anyways. It was awesome. So let's get back to you though. Is there anything that you want to touch on other than what we've already talked about just briefly in in the introduction anything else by way of introduction to you or is that a pretty good sum up of you that's a pretty good sum up of me i'm involved in some other uh, tech groups um here in ottawa um one of them is a ottawa ladies coding group which cool. i help run events so I did an impromptu WordPress 101, which was supposed to be how to extend WordPress, but nobody knew PHP. So I ended up doing a off-the-wall, on-the-spot uh, intro to WordPress 101 and how to develop locally. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a mentor for a local women in communication and technology group here. So Nice. Are those both on the meetup.com platform as well? Uh, one of them is, and the other one is just because of the people I've known through my career here in Ottawa. So, Cool. That's, that's really awesome. So you contribute not just to WordPress, but to all kinds of things. Pretty much. Not just technology, but I firmly believe in giving back. If you are in an opportunity to give back, 
Mm-hmm. That is, I guess, one of my tenets of life is I feel that you should give back to others who are just coming along or even those who have been established because it's important to keep the cycle going. That is a good way to think. I like it. Awesome. So how long have you been contributing to WordPress? Not that long, really. I've only been speaking since 2016. Mm-hmm. And I joined the organizing team for WordCamp Ottawa in 2017. And that's when Jill Binder started the Diverse Speaker Training Group Mm -hmm. shortly after I joined the organizing team. So really only a little over two years, two and a half years that I've been contributing. Okay. I was doing the quick math and I was like, it's 2020 in 2016. That's four years. That's like a lifetime in tech. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But even two and a half years is still still a decent amount of time. Um, do you remember how you started contributing? What your first first I would was? Say was I would contri- I count speaking as contributing. Absolutely. So what that would be speaking at WordCamp Ottawa in twenty sixteen doing a lightning talk because my manager at the time said that I know my stuff, so I should speak. Mm-hmm. And they accepted me. And then it's a story for another time, but I went through a whole thing about how I didn't want to speak again the next year, but I like helping out. So mm-hmm. Sean Hooper and Megan Haynes brought me onto the organizing team. And it just went through there that I did just social media and web stuff that year. And I just ended up taking on more and more and really, really liked it. And then I just found different ways that I could contribute and not do it through code. I don't have any tattoos, but I like to liken contributing to WordPress, especially working with meetups and, and word camps and speaking to getting tattoos. It becomes very addictive. Yep. And it I just starts to snowball. Yep. No, I can see that. Yeah. So it sounds like, yeah, you, you drank the Kool-Aid too. Yep. <laughs> tasty Kool-Aid. It is tasty Kool-Aid. Do you remember what your talk was about? I do. It was um, us being in um, Canada, mm-hmm. build multilingual websites. So at the time, the company I worked for, we used two different plugins for doing multilingual mm-hmm. sites. We used QTranslate X and Polylang. So I did a case study of called the Battle of the Plugins, and I highlighted the two different uh, plugins that we used as alternatives to WPML, which I had no experience with at the time. Neat. And I'm sure it went over really well. And I imagine you do, I don't imagine, I know you know your stuff. And the very fact that you can pull out a WordPress 101 talk out of your back pocket on a moment's notice is proof of that. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. So you mentioned speaking and WordCamp organizing and the training, but the training is actually part of the diverse speaker training group, which is like a sub team of the community team, right? Yes. So you're, you're contributing basically essentially falls under community. If we were going to label it. Awesome. Why don't you tell us 
a little bit more about the diverse speaker training group in general, and then also about what you specifically do with that. So the diverse speaker training group came from a brainchild of Jill Binder, who is out in Vernon, BC. Mm -hmm. And okay. yay. <laughs> so essentially, it started as a way to try and get more women to speak. Right. Because a lot of women, especially, um, felt imposter syndrome. And there was, it was very, very male skewed at, for WordCamp speakers. Mm -hmm. And if I recall correctly, Jill at the time was part of the organizing team and she wanted to help change that. So her passion is women, like helping women speak. So that's where it came out from. But then over time, it turned into being more to help those who may be in the underrepresented group. So those who might be queer, those who might be of a visual minority, mm -hmm. uh, immigrants who may not have English as their first language. And in Canada, pretty much all our word camps, except for Montreal, are English only. Right. And around the world, they're usually primarily one language, sometimes two. Mm -hmm. So that's where that came from. And so it's basically workshops to help overcome the imposter syndrome, to brainstorm how to come up with a talk idea, how to come up with a title, mm -hmm. writing your bio. So it's tools to help equip those who may be nervous to speak. Right. To help get them feel that they if it's something they're interested in after this workshop, there's no commitment to saying that if you attend this workshop, you must speak. Right. It's kind of a way to pique their interest and to show that it's not scary. Mm -hmm. And my role is actually, as name implies, train the trainers. So I train those who are going to be running these workshops. Right. So... Basically, we have video calls and we watch a workshop and I encourage the trainers to participate because I feel that if they're running the workshop, they shouldn't have an understanding of the material. Absolutely. So I'm there kind of as a resource to help them go through the workshop, help them understand how to run it. It's not an in-depth one. It's more so that they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then we give them resources afterwards to get in touch with either myself or Jill Binder or Angela Jin. We're the three main, I guess, training people. Oh, okay. Cool. And so, I have done the training. Yes, I believe you're on one of mine. You were one of the, you were my trainer. Yes, I believe I had you and Aroba. Who else did I have? We had other people. Yeah, there were, I think there were two <laughs> other people. Oh, do you know what JC was another, yes. or no, wait. JC was on the video. JC was on the video. And I remember because now I work with JC. And so it, it was just like this whole, everything was connected, you know? Exactly. And Amy June was on the training that I ran then. And now yes. I work with Amy June. Yes. It's a small world. It's so wonderful. And it's all of us women doing all of these great things. That is most excellent, as Bill and Ted might say. <laughs> yes. Good reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're making a new one, I think, right? So. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, 
So speaking of party on, dude, have you ever been to a contributor day? I have. I've been to, I think the only official one that I've been to was Seattle 2017. Okay. That was more of a contributor track rather than a contributor day. Okay. So that was just basically a room in Seattle where you could come in and out and help contribute. So that is before I really joined the diverse speaker training group. Mm -hmm. I was definitely interested in community. So I believe at the time I was going to become a community deputy. Mm -hmm. I put that on hold for now. Mm Mm-hmm. And but I remember talking with Andrea Middleton and her helping me getting me to help by like reading over the handbooks and making sure that they made sense to somebody who has no prior knowledge of the right. WordPress community. And I was still pretty new to the community at the time because I just started leaving Ottawa. I mean, Seattle, Ottawa, they're not exactly neighbors. So No, Seattle's one I hope to get to at some point because it's a little kind of south-ish. <laughs> it's a great community. If LA ever starts up again, out of the US ones that I've went to, mm-hmm. on the West Coast, those are the two that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Rochester is another one of my favorites, but Michelle uh, Frenchette is involved with that. So, I mean, yeah, Michelle. I know. I know most of the ones I hear about are the ones that are big or, oh, you have to go. They're all... They're all either on the East Coast, and I'm in Calgary, so more West Coast-ish, but not quite coast. Or if they are kind of West, they all happen at the same time as either our local camp here in Calgary or WordCamp US, which I'm involved in, and so it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's so hard to get to all the ones that you want to get to. Yeah, I know. If only magic wands and such, right? Star Trek transporters. Yeah, or what's that thing in, in uh, maybe that's what it was, in Harry Potter that Hermione gets to turn back the time, and is that that? Turner. Yeah, yeah, all of those things would be great. <laughs> so you said that's the official contributor day that you went to. Does that mean there's unofficial ones that you went to? The unofficial ones have just been not so much days, but just, seen something on Slack, like they like the community team meetings that I sometimes well now I participate but before I would lurk in them so kind of just okay I don't I don't say this in a negative way but kind of worming my way in and seeing ways like in Slack that I could contribute and so getting a feel for the lay of the land exactly yeah I like that yeah yeah I know what you mean. I'm a lurker too sometimes. (laughs) Cool. So you did some of those sort of participating in the Slack stuff and that's pretty cool. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the one in Seattle because you said it was sort of you, you drop in and you can go in and out and that. So was it happening at the same time that presentations were happening in another track? Yes, from what I can recall, they had, um, I believe they had workshops, a contributor track, and regular talks that day. Okay, that's pretty neat. So that was the second day, because I remember I did, I moderated the Women in WordPress panel on the Saturday, and this was the Sunday. Great. Okay. And so it was a two-day. That's good to know. Yes. I'm always curious how other contributor days run, because that's 
one of the things I'm starting to do. So that's awesome. What would you say is your proudest contribution in these last couple of years? I would say I can't really pinpoint it to one. Mm-hmm. So I will pick my top three. Okay. So my top one would be seeing how successful the woman in WordPress panel is. Mm-hmm. And I did that because I didn't want to do anything with slides. And <laughs> I wanted to allow others to talk and not just me. Yeah. So that's where that idea came from. And it went over so well when I first did it in Ottawa in 2017. That's when I'm like, I want to travel. And then I saw how successful it was in the other cities I did it in. And then I'm like, okay, this is just amazing. I'm letting others' voices be heard, but yet I'm still contributing in a big way. Absolutely. And again, you did that in Calgary with us last year, which was phenomenal. Uh, Second would be the diverse speaker training group, because not only am I helping to equip others, Mm -hmm. I get something out of it every time I run a train the trainers because I take notes and I kind of follow along with the workshop and it's helped me evolve as a speaker. Mm -hmm. And so just having that dual, I guess, positivity that comes out of it. Yeah. And I have to say, when I did the training with you, I came out of that with a topic and was all like, all right, let's go. And, um, And we're going to be running that workshop in Calgary in February 2019. And I am expecting to come up with another idea, (laughs) (laughs) even though I'll be helping others. But um, that's that's still great. But yeah, I know what you mean. You because you're going through it at the same time, you're still experiencing it. And then you with that, um, the whole idea of community, you've got other people there and you know, you can bounce things off of and get inspired by other people. Exactly. As well. I first started doing it to try and just prompt others to do it. But then now I genuinely want to do it every time I watch the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for that, I'm very proud of that. I'm involved with that. And the third is how successful WordCamp Ottawa was in 2019. We were on a very tight um, timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pulled it off, and the fact that David Bissett in Miami acknowledged and said that he heard that WordCamp Ottawa was fantastic. <laughs> he just said that to me in response to something I replied to him and Ali Nimmons on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I'm proud that I did way more than I should because I was speaker lead, social media lead, website lead, and wow. on site volunteer for- coordinator because uh, I stuck by the registration desk so the volunteers would naturally come to me instead of trying to find our volunteer coordinator (laughs) who was either in a room or attending a session at the time. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm still sane after that summer. Yeah. And I'm lead next year. So I'm proud of the evolution (laughs) of my role with the WordCamp Ottawa and especially with WordPress, the local meetup, I only became a co-organizer this summer when we got on the foundation program. Right. And already one the other co-organizers like checks with me. He doesn't just run with it and goes, he's like, 
You're a hey, team. what do you think of this speaker? And I'm like, okay. I like to say that I've helped him grow himself because he tended to just kind of like hoard it himself and do it by himself. But now he has a team. And it's of- helpful because I, I joined helping out with our meetup when it was just one person as well. And you could see the burnout happening, right? Like it's a lot to do all by yourself. Yeah. Um, the good thing with being a team lead, because I was a team lead a few years ago, is you can delegate anything and everything that you That's want. what Cammy said. <laughs> That's what she told me too. She's like, delegate. You are the delegator. Because <laughs> you're going to get everything else dumped on you at some point. <laughs> She's like, you will be fantastic as a lead because you're a doer, but you have to start not trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. So it's, she's like, just because some you're there to help pick up the pieces, but don't jump at it. Encourage your team to do things. So, yeah. And if you have a good team, and I suspect you do, we do. We have a fantastic team here in Ottawa. We have the core of us who have been doing this for a while, and we have a few eager people who approached us this year who want to join the organizing team. So, yeah. I'm excited to really kick off with it like in the second week of January and try and get our venue nailed down. That's awesome. And now, so you mentioned that you had a short timeline and I remember this because you had come to our WordCamp in Calgary, which was at the, oh, it was kind of the middle of May last year, yes. I think. May and, 10th and 11th. It was Mother's Day. Yeah. And your WordCamp was in July? Oh. Yes. So that's, and you, and, and it had not, you guys didn't have a venue yet we, at our WordCamp, right? I think we were waiting on the official contract to be signed at yeah. that time. I know we hadn't announced it yet. Yeah. So you still had to do like the call for speakers and the call for sponsors and like everything in a less than three month window. Exactly. Which is a hundred percent a really short timeline. I think they had like it was either a three week or a four week window for speakers. And I was just like, okay, I checked with everybody. So like nobody's allergic to dogs, right? Okay. We're coming over to my place. We're doing the speaker selection <laughs> in my place. Get and done. I will do that. And so there's a picture. Um, I think on Sean's uh, Instagram on somebody's Instagram of myself, Megan, Sean, Christy Witt and my dog just after the speaker selection. <laughs> but we got it done. That's how you and get it done. Said that it was fantastic. So yeah, I'm trying to nail down that venue as soon as the university will give it to us. So that way we're not running on a four week speaker. Yeah, it's definitely, you can get it done really quickly if you need to, but you don't want to do that every year. Exactly. I want to have a bit more breathing room this year. Yeah. I think there was a team that one of our Calgary ones a few years ago, I think they pulled it together in like two months or something like that yeah, as well. Yeah, that, that's even tighter yeah. than we did. Yeah. it's. Uh, I wasn't involved back then. I just heard about it. But I know that that's that's a lot of work to do in a short amount of time. And yeah, it's one of those. You do it when it's necessary. But, but that's it. And, and absolutely something to be proud of. <laughs> and I really wished I could go to that one. But well, maybe this year. We're looking mid-July. So as soon as we have more information, 
I will be able to speak more of it. Excellent. Well, we will all look forward to that. That's WordCamp Ottawa yes. 2020. Perfect. Talking about the Women in WordPress panel, how many times do you know? How many times you've run it? Uh, let me think. So 2017, I did it in Ottawa, New York City, Seattle, Rochester. And then 2018, I did it in Miami and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then I did it in Calgary this year. So mm-hmm. seven. I want to say seven because uh, Montreal, I've never done it. And I did not do it in Rochester this past year because I had already done it before. Right. That's so seven really, times. That's impressive. And again, it was amazing here. I assume it was there as well. How many people do you usually have on stage with you? Uh, it all depends on if I'm trying to, if I'm responsible for getting my panelists, I try and get four people. Mm-hmm. So five of us total. And so the most I had is I did have New York City, the speak, the organizers put it together for me. They got me five panelists and they wanted, and other people still wanted to be on it. So I had to say no because otherwise nobody would have time to speak. That's a sign of success. Oh, and I had good panelists then. I had uh, Helen Lusandi. I had uh, Sandy Edwards. I had Christy. I don't know how to say it. Sorry, Christy. I know who you mean, and uh, I will try to look up and fill in in the transcript who you meant to say. And then uh, <laughs> Angelica uh, Yard, I believe her name is. She's a local New York City woman. Hmm. So she's fantastic. So they did a really good job in bringing it together. So as I've gone on, I try and work with the organizers to get local women, or at least at least half of the panel should be local, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. I think and that's then I want to get, uh, and I'm trying really hard to get diverse, so it's not just a bunch of white women up on stage. Cause, right, because that's as close to a bunch of white men as you exactly. can get without the men part. Exactly. So I'm really was trying to work hard on getting diversity, not just in experience, but in, for lack of better words, how they look. Mm-hmm. And my next time I do it, I really want to get somebody who English is their second language. So right. that like they have enough English that they can hold the conversation. But I want to show people who has English as their second language said it's like okay I can contribute to I don't have to worry about this yeah because I mean there's nothing of course neither of us is saying there's anything wrong with a bunch of white men or a bunch of white women as people but the more diverse we have panels like this the more people we're speaking to and showing representation that they too can do these kinds of things right so my Biggest thing that I want to try and do in 2020, and now this is going to be hard because I don't know how many trans women or non-binary folk are involved. Mm -hmm. I would love to have either 
a woman who is trans or a non-binary individual on the panel to really yeah. show the representation, to basically really show the diversity because yeah. I really think that's important because I have a lot of people close to me who are queer. I know of non-binary folk. And so I really want to help elevate them and make them feel that they're not, mm -hmm. that they're recognized essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so that's for Ottawa or in general? In general, like hopefully we can get that as speakers in general, but especially if I do a panel, mm -hmm. I really want to see that. And I know as a cis white um, heterosexual woman, mm -hmm. that's like people might think it's overkill, but I'm like, no, I really think it's important to have I rather have a non-binary voice be heard over mine. So if I'm ever applied to speak and I have somebody who is non-binary who has the same topic, I will gladly give my spot up to the non-binary individual because they need their voice too. I can just go anywhere I'm established in this community. Yeah. Now, That's it. I like that. I imagine it would be easier in some cities than others. The bigger cities, yes. It's yes. the smaller word camps that it would be very hard to see mm -hmm. that happen. But you but never know. You never know. And baby steps, right? Even even just getting it, making that happen and be a reality in the bigger camps helps it then trickle down exactly. to the smaller camps as well. So it all works out. And hopefully, yeah, and hopefully one day we won't have to try for things like this because yeah, hopefully it'll just, just be, it'll just happen. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. How, do you have any advice for new contributors? I would say it's part of your passion. Find something that you're passionate about and it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to what you do for your job. Mm -hmm. I am a developer. I am a senior developer. I'm being trained right now to be a tech lead, but I very rarely do talks about code and I don't contribute to code. Mm -hmm. My contribution is to community because that is something very, very passionate to me because not only do I try and help out in the WordPress community, I'm a karate sensei. Mm -hmm. So I believe very much in teaching. Like my sensei is like, I've offered to go in on days. I don't have class. And he's like, Oh no, no, you don't have to come out. I don't want you to come in when you don't have class. I'm like, sensei, I'm offering. I don't mind. Yeah. I would be offering if I didn't mind. I go, we have some young teenagers who are dancing. So at our last dance competition, I could have easily just been like, oh, I'm done dancing. I'm going to go find a shuttle and go explore downtown Toronto. Yeah. Nope, I went and I went and I supported them at the dance competition. So I very much believe in contributing and supporting people and finding what you're passionate about. And also don't be scared. It's a big community, but... Mm -hmm. 99% of us are friendly. You're always going to have those people. Let's be real. You're always going to have yeah. those people who are not welcoming to newcomers and everything. But 
I would say 95 to 99% of us are welcoming and we will gladly accept new voices and we welcome it. So I would agree with that. And to the extent that our community is more welcoming than your average community. I agree. Yeah. We're a great community. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I meet people like you. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, I pretty much say it's like most of my friends now are through the WordPress community. It was funny. Um, I posted a picture from the after party at Rochester this year. Mm-hmm. My former manager is like, hey, I didn't know you knew Mike Jones. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I've known him for like three years. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know you knew Colin Smiley. I'm like, he was my manager four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and part of it is, you know, like you said, like a lot of the people I consider friends now, there's a majority of them are WordPress people. And it's because the people in the WordPress community are just so gosh darn likable. Exactly. <laughs> so, it just sort of happens. How would you, if somebody was looking to get into contributing and they're looking to get involved in some of the things that you contribute to, so um, speaking, organizing word camps, and probably um, the lesser, it's not the right word, um, and not as well known because I think you guys are still kind of up and coming, although I think you're very well known, but the diversity speaker training group within community. How would people start other, other than lurking? Other than lurking? Well, for speaking, I would say is approach an organizer of either your first start at a meetup is what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. I would not suggest starting unless you are very, very confident and you already feel confident as a speaker. Right. Start at your local meetup. They usually yeah. happen once a month in most cities. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that in Ottawa, we're looking for a more diverse roster of speakers because right now it's just been the organizers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very often the case. So that would save meetup organizers. A lot. Yeah, and just be like, I have this idea of something that I want to talk about. Yeah. And the meetup organizer will either say, sure, when are you available? Or will be like, okay, maybe that topic isn't the best for our group, but do you have any other topics that you might be passionate about? Mm-hmm. Or do you think you can maybe put it more to a developer slant or a beginner slant? Right, depending on what their meetup group exactly needs are right yeah and it tends to be a safe space especially if you're new in my experience no i agree um for organizing word camps i would suggest just starting out as a volunteer Mm -hmm. we always need um you and i are both organizers for word camps you always the volunteers are essential to making the word camps run and even if it's something as simple as being there at the registration desk and highlighting people off as they come in and giving them their badge. Yeah. That helps us so much. Yes. Even if it's so much as putting the lunch orders out at lunchtime, mm-hmm. people need to eat. Yeah. It's not the, the 
the volunteer tasks typically are not very difficult and anybody can do them and we are always short of volunteers. <laughs> yeah. And then for the diverse uh, speaker training group is I would suggest is attend one of the train the trainers first so you can and watch the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe uh, I'll make sure that it gets into the show notes, but we'll get the link out for the forum to take the training. So right, I would say attend a training. And those are online, right? They are online. They are on Zoom calls. And right now, there are two of us who are the main trainers. There's myself um, on the Eastern Time Zone in North America. And we have Angela Jin, who is in Spain. So she's an hour past the UTC. Okay. So there's so, options for everybody. Exactly. So attend a training. Get a feel for what it's like. Uh, we equip you with um, our Slack channel if you want to join, and that's where you could join in. And we need people to do everything. You don't have to be a trainer. You can join the marketing. You can join translations. We have some people who are translating to some of the oh. Indian languages. Smart. Um, I know we have the marketing team, and I'm sure Jill has a lot of ideas uh, percolating in her head. So it's almost like a whole WordPress, WordCamp project to itself. You have all of the same kinds of needs. Exactly. And sometimes it's just like small things. Like we have uh, bi-monthly meetings on Slack. Even if it's something that you can only, on the days we have our meetings in our Slack channel, send out the one hour and five minute reminders. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that currently. But even if I had somebody else who was able to do that, I wouldn't have to be like, oh, crap, it's um, 11 a.m. my time. I need to hit pause on my timer for work, yeah. this in, and then jump back to work. Because I'm online 95% of the time for it, but there have been times I haven't been able to make the meeting. And it's just nice to know that somebody else has your back for that. Yeah, and reminders are helpful, especially when we're all busy doing other things and and you get that ping saying, oh, you're supposed to do this. And Exactly. Yeah, so that's really great because, like you said, there's lots of even just little ways that can help. You don't have to dedicate hours every week and, and jump right in. You can start small and, and still make a difference. Yeah, there's some weeks that I only do half an hour of contributing. There are some weeks I do more, so. There might be some I do none. But then other weeks make up for it. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody needs some time off. Exactly. Awesome. Is there anything else about contributing in general or things that you contribute to that you want to to talk about? Not so much in the WordPress community, but I really think now that it's important to get involved outside your WordPress community, especially if you're involved in tech. Mm-hmm. In the WordPress community is fantastic, but there's a lot of um, correlation between it. So I'm a mentor for women in communication and technology. Right. And so I've been asked to do a virtual mentorship rather than an in-person one. So... I have a woman here in Ottawa and I have a woman in Toronto and we meet once a month and I just answer their questions and 
I think mentorship too, if there's a way that you can find, if you're experienced enough, mm-hmm. I would say become a mentor because it's amazing the amount of questions those who are just coming up in the field would have for you. And mm-hmm. if you're just coming up, find a mentor. It'll, it's something I wish I had had more seriously when I was coming up. I did have it a little bit, but I was more just as a mentor getting to senior developer rather than junior to intermediate. Mm-hmm. So it's something I wish I had had more of when I was a junior developer. And so because of that, I want to help equip others to succeed and feel comfortable. Right. And there are programs out there for things like that. But then sometimes just, I hate that word, not just, sometimes asking is all you need to do. If you know somebody and you approach them and the worst they can do is say no. Exactly. But they might say yes, and you may develop this an amazing relationship and get a lot out of it. And so it's a good idea to ask if you know somebody and you're interested in them being your mentor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So women in communication and technology. Yes, WCT. Okay. So they're not a local organization because you said you have somebody that you're mentoring both in Ottawa, but also in Toronto. So they have different chapters across Canada. This is a Canadian organization. So, But somehow this woman from Toronto ended up finding the Ottawa region one. Okay. Which is fine. So that's why the director of mentorship was like, okay, we have somebody who is a UX designer and wants to be a mentee, but she's in Toronto. Would you be willing to do a virtual mentorship? I'm like, so you basically want me to organize my meetings where I can sit on my computer instead of having to go out and pay for food and stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's good when it works out like that. And this way my dog can be involved in the mentorship too. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. And the other group you were talking about, that was the women Uh, ladies uh ottawa ladies coding club i believe is the official name i just joined that on a whim and we had that i just went and we had a social event at a coffee shop and when the core organizers like oh would you be willing to talk about wordpress i'm like yeah sure and then i organized this workshop which turned into a wordpress 101 thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then after that i'm like hey do you guys want some help i can kitchen like an hour here and there and she's like oh yes please nice so i'm like okay so i'm on a discord with two other ladies and in the new year i'm going to try and maybe not just always wordpress even though that's my heart and soul passion right maybe some php and pure programming things and just yeah and maybe i can learn some stuff too because i still want to continue to learn i want to learn ruby cool And what you just said about how you asked or said that you could help out and they practically jumped at you and said yes is another example of how desperate we all are for volunteers. (laughs) So if you're interested in something, offer to help. The worst that can happen is somebody will be like, thank you so much for offering, but we're good. Yeah, which is very rare. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think I've ever heard that. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So now on to 
I don't want to say my favorite question, but it really is my favorite question, even though I love all this contributing talk. I love Wapu, and I think you do too. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had to pick a favorite or two, I feel like Dr. Seuss all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it be? Who? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Reminds me of Michelle Frenchette and Michelle Butcher-Jones with their whole... Um, oh, right. Yes. Fantastic. And that uh, is one of the ones that, uh, yeah, that was Michelle's one of hers and so that'll be on the site there'll be a picture of of that wapu well i wouldn't be a good ottawa organizer if i didn't (laughs) that ours was one of our favorite ones of course and so just very basic uh christy witt did a great job with it Mm -hmm. and to watch is uh one that my when i worked for pondstone digital marketing um, my colleague Nick came up with a little Wapu of Wapu holding our logo, like the stone. Yeah, that was cute. And, and describe the Ottawa one for us. The Ottawa one is basically it's a ball with the city of Ottawa logo on it. Okay, kind of basic, but I mean, hey, we have one. It's just as good. It's a Wapu. Exactly, and then. The next one I would have to say is Montreal's with the poutine. Mm-hmm. I just got the pin for that this year. Yeah. And then I actually have to say Calgary. It's hard to say, but I think it's the one with the stamp with the saddle dome. Yeah, we've got the Calgary Tower and the Saddle Dome in there. And he's yep. got the white hat on, which is a symbol yep. of our uh, ambassadorship and Yeah, the hospitality. Hospitality, that yes, thank you. All the time. Yes, so that is Wahoo Wapu. I love it, yeah. No, I was very, very happy to see that when I came because it was one of those that I was so happy I got out to Calgary this year because having graduated high school in Calgary, yeah, I was one of like, okay, I have to go, I have to go. Part of me was like, I wonder if anybody from my high school would be here. I don't think they were. Mm-hmm. But it was so nice to be able to come to a city that I knew how to get around. Right. But yet I was not like there living there anymore. Yeah. Some familiarity, but still, still a visitor. It was nice. It was different to be there like as a woman in my mid 30s than it was to be as a girl who was 18 and just graduated high school. I hear you. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Awesome. Well, we were glad to have you. I'm, I was glad that you came out because look at all the steps that have happened since then. We've done the training together. We're doing this and all good, all great things. It's fantastic. So I think that's all the questions I have about contributing. Why don't you let people know how they can get in touch with you, where they can find you, any social links, website links that you want to throw out there? Yeah, well, um, my website, I don't update that much, but I'll throw it out there. It's www.miriamgoldman.ca. My Twitter handle is where I'm not as active as I used to be, but if people interact with me, I'll respond. That's Miri Goldman, M-I-R-I and G-O-L-D-M-A-N. Okay. 
And then the other social network I'm active on is Instagram. Okay. And that is Dancing Sensei. Mm-hmm. Because as a dancer and as a sensei, it makes sense. Right. So forewarning, that's mainly pictures of my dog. But I also sometimes post stuff about dance. When I go to a word camp, I've been trying to post more, like especially the Wapu and right. the open remarks. And I mean, really, who doesn't like a good dog picture? Exactly. <laughs> or a cat picture. If you are more of a cat lover than a dog lover, then yeah. that is totally okay, too. But I only have my dog, and my brother's allergic to cats, so... <laughs> I cannot have a cat because my brother comes over like twice a week. So the dog it is. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today, Miriam. It has been a pleasure to have you and to talk about your contributions to the WordPress community and beyond. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Awesome. Okay. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of WP Contribute. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. For more information on how you can start contributing and show credits, visit wp-contribute.com slash info. Until next time, happy contributing!